and we're live. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hello to everyone who's listening tonight here in Paradoxical Thoughts. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. And today, I have with me a friend who's going to help me talk about creative writing. Hi, Mela. You Are don't you here? have to bother with the introduction. <laughs> no! Of course, I don't okay. have to. I don't have any proof in paper that I'm good at this. Uh, no. So, a little background. Those who are listening, Mela and I became friends over a story written in Wattpad, right? Right? Yes. Yeah. The power of a good story, I guess. Yeah, and I remember we shared the same sentiments on things that the characters were doing and how they they act on situations. And I remember that from then on, we would always ask each other about our current needs. Yeah, and which is a good thing. It's kind of like a book club, right? Yes. And sometimes we would message each other out of nowhere and we would just rant, rant about something we read. Yes, because it's frustrating and no one would understand how difficult it is. Yes, because not everyone is like a bookworm or a book lover. And we also share music we are currently listening to and and we share story ideas with each other. Mm -hmm. Yep. And as writers and to those writers who are listening, I'm sure you've experienced this where a plot just struck you out of nowhere and when it happens you are my go-to person to share those things because <laughs> i understand and because because i find it interesting always to just you know have these ideas come to yes. great stories you know i like i like seeing how it's made and the process of it is yes yeah, so, so today we're going to talk about that and how it is on a writer and the reader's point of view. And disclaimer, we are not professional writers. Like, uh, we are not, I don't know, like, we're not coho level, but we have experiences. We're frustrated. When it, yes. And, but we have experiences when it comes to uh, writing and as a reader. So, I just want to ask. How many stories have you written? Including those that you didn't like written? Post. Like fully yeah. written? <laughs> I have no, anything. No. Yet. no, no, no. I mean, it's okay if you didn't finish it. But like, how many stories have you started? Okay, let's just go with that. Uh, one. <laughs> there's a lot. Like, I think uh, five or six. Five or six. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so how was it? <laughs> this like this. This is like an interview, but this is not. How was it when you first started writing? Because I just wanna know something. On- honestly, it's just for fun. Because you know, as a reader, like reading and writing go uh, are like a couple. You can yes. go and just read a book and not write any sorts of ideas. Because when you read. Uh, stimulates and sparks ideas in your own head and it just like makes a home there and why not uh, put it to paper and make it into reality so you could read it at your own pace and write 
your ideas down so it just wouldn't be stuck up in your head you know yes. how about you how about me what how was it when i first started writing okay i started okay let me remember i started writing on notebooks uh when i was 12 then i started posting it on on website other uh, writing platforms when i was 15 then i stumbled upon wattpad at 17 and at first it was just something i love doing when i want to escape reality you, you get where i'm going from you get what yeah. i'm saying so it's like it's yeah it's like what you said it's for fun and it's like a sanctuary a place where i feel like no one no one can touch what i write like it's my own world and i can do i can do whatever i want in this world and have fun with it yeah and and i because I'm, st- i'm i'm just going back to that time when writing was so easy for me like i can write maybe like 5000 words in one sitting that's really productive of you yes i was and i used to i used to wonder why because i i i know about this writer's block and those all those things and i used to wonder why people have writer's block because i yeah. didn't experience that at a young age and uh, i was really i was really productive yeah i wasn't aware that there's a thing like the block thing yeah <laughs> when you start it when you start it, writing it's it, it, yeah, it feels like it doesn't it exist flows, it flows out of you especially when you're motivated and you want to get your stories out there and you have like now especially for you right you have like readers anticipating every update and you yes. have that kind of motivation alone so you don't really expect a writer's block to hit you It just, I guess, it's a sickness for all those who um, perform art, I guess, in any form, like yes. creators. Yes, like I think it starts when it also because this uh, there are process when you first start writing, you don't know about this process, right? And what you do is you just write and you, you type things, you say things because you feel free doing that. And that's when, and when you start learning about things, about rules, about process, that's when gr- it takes a whole toll on you, right? Yeah, it it takes like it takes a turn, because there's this uh, when people say, "What pad is where you write your first draft," right? Mm-hmm. It's like when when those published writers say that, it only means that. It's like something you you just wrote it, and if you go back to it, and you realize, hey, yeah, this this if you apply the rules you've learned in what you've learned through writing, you realize that yes, this is not as good as what you are reading now, and those things like at when I first started writing. I used to never have an outline for my stories, and oh, so you just rewrite everything on the yes. draft itself. Yes, I just write and post it right away. I and see. so, 
Yeah, that's I mean, that's how I started. I I mean, when you I'm write sure, like I said. You, yeah. yeah, it's reasonable because you don't have any experience towards it and you just want to write and put your work out there. Yes, like you just want you just write and post, write and post, write and publish. And then I started learning. I went through this uh, writing workshop with a published writer and then I started learning the rules and that is when I wrote, I started writing less and less because every time I would post something or I would write something I would think of the rules like about the the punctuations those uh, those conventions yeah. the tone the style uh, uh-huh. the structure and that kind of it's it's ruining something it, that ruins it's, something in me yeah, it's that's ruining when, your workflow yes that's when right. that's when writer's block came in so yes that uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you this when you started writing you said that it was for fun but then when you started seeing things and knowing about the rules of writing how did that affect you Oh, it affected me greatly, honestly, because uh, when cause I took this writing class for like a summer to just yes. uh, to just go for my credits and all that, I thought it would be fun, but unfortunately, you know, COVID came in and I have to apply it virtually and I have to take those classes virtually. I didn't have that full experience towards engaging to other um, aspiring writers right because why take a writer's course if you're not really into writing or if you're not interested in writing one bit so I finally got in and the vibe just threw me off the moment the teacher started talking about things because she she's a bit intimidating in a way because the class is fast paced and she wants to like get on with every lesson she want to start a new lesson every day uh, precisely and I was frustrated at the time as I was struggling not just with you know I was struggling because of COVID and it would pretty much affect you mentally right and now you're supposed to be loving this writing subject but it's frustrating Yes, because it's like, yes, because in a way, when you didn't know about those rules, you used to write freely, like you you write whatever you want. But then if you, I remember when I was in that uh, workshop, there's like a time frame wherein you have to finish this topic. Yeah, that's you have to write something about this topic and you have to finish it this time. Because when I used to write before, I write whatever I want, I write. I write whatever I want about this topic and just publish it whenever I want. But then there's this person who's teaching you about writing. But then also it has a lot of pressure. It puts a lot of pressure in you, right? It's ironic because, you know, you hear writers say that, you know, in workshops or in master classes, they'd say that writing is free. You can do whatever you want with it. But then when you uh, dive deeper into the process there's a whole lot of shit you don't know about and now <laughs> shit 
hits the fan and all hell breaks loose because you don't know what to do yes and also they have this something called a writer and a storyteller right have you have you heard of that like no enlighten me oh because i've read that in one of the one of the workshops i've been in uh a writer is just you know sometimes i when i I started the i felt like i was a storyteller when i first started writing but when i learned about the rules it felt more and more like i am just a writer and storyteller is when you tell a story and the writer is just okay i'm just writing for the sake of writing so there's no up, like you don't I, as a you reader don't, when you're reading that writer's book you don't, you don't feel it yeah you don't feel the essence of that writer or you don't feel the personality of that writer in there yes is what it kind saying. of yes that's what i felt <laughs> so i remember i i i had i had this we had this writing contest where you joined and you won second place by the way <laughs> you won t- yes yeah i remember that that's actually the first writing contest that, that i've ever participated in bragging rights bragging rights <laughs> <laughs> no I actually just won second place by the way no oh but you were good you were what 16 that time I think I was. I don't. And, I don't know. And, I can't remember. And the judges and the judges are published writers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was totally shocked. I just. I just wanted to write, and I just wanted to, like, have someone judge it for the sake of at least improvement. I guess. Oh, I remember this. So I have here. <laughs> yes, because I have here the, like, what we had. I, I'm not one of the judges. I was like one of the hosts of that contest. Yeah, because you you don't want since you're my friend, you let them know. That, yes. Oh, I have a friend joining, and I don't want to be biased about it. Yes, because I'd I be I'd give that. you one hundred right away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we are going to talk about that because we have here what our criteria for judging. So first off, we have this structure and plot and pacing. We also have character and designs. We have tone and style. We also have conventions like gra- grammar, punctuations, and spelling. We also have concepts. And also, we have this book cover title and tagline, which only takes like 15% of the overall uh, criteria. Yeah. So, wait, let me just... I find myself reminiscing about this. Excuse me. I was like, I remember because I I also I had a deadline that time and yeah. only twelve. How, what was it? How? Because I I, I, I I one of them. What? And I wasn't one of them. And you were you were nagging like, did you submitted your work yet? It's yeah. Like I don't I don't have you in my list. What is happening? Are you bailing out on? I was like, no, I got you covered. I'm just finishing it all up, right? 
And we're back. Yes, I'm sorry about that. Sorry. And yes, you were saying, what was I saying? Where was I? <laughs> I think we're. T- I don't know. I can't. It was about the contest. Yeah, the the criteria of judging. Yes, and that time I kind of put the pressure on you to finish it and submit it on time, <laughs> because only twelve got in. And I remember people were still. I said that you can only yeah. send it at eleven fifty nine, and if you send it at twelve and I receive it at twelve, I won't consider it part of the contest. Yeah. I remember that, and like it's, yeah, I have it was to supposed to be the... thirty or fifty, mm-hmm. but only twelve got in. Was it twelve or? Twelve, because I, I was know. the one who made the logo. Okay, like you have I to, you have like, to put logos. Like, yes, right? Yes, eleven. And I was the one who would send the logos to you guys. Like, okay, you're the first contestant who passed your work, something like that. And because so, I think around ten. I was like around ten. Was it ten p.m.? I don't know. I was still revising. The yeah. short story, <laughs> and you. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Haven't you finished your story yet? Because honestly, I don't have any idea what to write at that time. I just yes, I was everything. the one who set the rules. Like I was the one who gave the topic. I was like, it has to be psychological thriller, horror, crime, and, and has to do with I Christmas. Just, I don't write. I don't write thrillers i'm not really a fan of horror stories well i read but not into like writing them and yeah. I don't celebrate christmas so how am i going to incorporate all this stuff into writing a legit psychological thriller that people would like i would trick people into reading and would convince them to just read it you know and i also remember it has to have like 2000 words and if it goes I remember was it 2,000 words if it 2,000 or 3,000 words and if it it goes over that I'm not gonna accept it (laughs) you are too tight yes you are too tough yes I was yeah so as uh, as I was saying as uh, how was it (laughs) writing writing Yes, going through that, like putting pressure on you <laughs> and having that topic wherein it's like you are caged into this topic only and you can't go beyond that. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, you are, I was caged in that topic and the sources is limited, right? But yes. when you say like pressuring me and all that, I wasn't really pressured by that the pressure is towards creating a concept and creating a story because I know I wow the amount of confidence I have on this before is like crazy like I'm talking about it now I'm like wow I have that confidence really no. um, because I, I knew that I wanted to submit something it's just a matter of time and how I would put that on the table you get my meaning it just took me time and while writing the story I didn't know 
what to write literally blank so I just started free writing because that's the advice that I took from this thriller writer like, yeah. you know you don't don't just write and erase everything in the paragraph that you wrote the moment you finish writing that paragraph because it would ruin your it would ruin the flow so what I did is just I I just typed what my head wanted me to write and surprisingly it turned out okay yes and you won <laughs> I won and huh okay as a reader I guess I'm gonna say something about this I'm gonna ask you this first what makes you stop reading a story what puts you off what pisses you off what annoys you <laughs> a lot of things especially now maybe you no. could also yeah maybe you could also say the same about this so okay. I'm not gonna diss on any authors it's just my personal opinion towards that's not let's and... not let's not name drop authors and stories that we are annoyed oh, well, with the story I'm, Okay. Just, just give give an example. Yeah. yeah. The the phrasings and because you know when you're a, pub, a published writer, you you have that certain level that you would give your readers to write, and if you're not delivering that, or your story is continuously monotonous and there's no. Uh, I don't know. I I can't really explain it without saying any particular examples. But when you're writing things that are in point of view, and your let's say your character is an adult, yes, and your narration is like a teenager, how am yes. I supposed to be convinced that you're writing something that I would enjoy, right? Yes. Also, it same goes for like when you're a woman. And you're writing a man's POV, right? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to believe that you're a man if this the the tone of the story is too feminine? Like yeah. if especially with the I I would I would understand it if the characters if the character is more more into her into his if his feminine side. But then if you you describe this character as someone who's how do they describe it in books in romantic stories right they describe yes. it as someone rich and arrogant it's and always rich arrogant, arrogant. Uh, yes and physique. but then if someone writes his pov like uh, it's you just it's know that it's girly. written in a woman yeah it's too girly feminine yeah. and you know it's written by a woman and you're like is this really how an arrogant man is supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Like the manifestation towards that character and how the writer delivers it is not like you get the target, but then if you shot that fire, it just completely missed the target. Yes. Or just missed the board altogether. One of the things that makes me want to. I mean, one of the things you know, we we started in what? I don't know if you started in what, but did you I, start in, or somewhere else? I mean, I 
I started reading at a very young age. It's just the contis- consistency that was bad. But uh, Wattpad is a part of it as well, yes. But have you stumbled upon stories wherein you know how it is right like me i i said earlier about writers and storytellers and there are writers out there who are just they they read a story and then they started writing because it's cool or that they started writing because they they read something from this author and it's really good and they feel like they want to write something about it but then what makes me stop reading is the conventions. I yeah. I don't know why, but I mean I can I, I get it if it's like there's excessive use of what do you call this question mark and exclamation point. Uh-huh. You can fix that. But then there are people who don't mind their like proper capitalization I am I'm being technical on this that's like a pet, pet theme for you then yes just like when I started writing I've had those mistakes as well mm-hmm. but I am sorry for the term but sometimes people would call it like jeje writing jeje mon yeah <laughs> like and it's I, it's yeah, not just draft I told I totally get that because you know when you're writing in in Wattpad, it's just basically for your own yes. um, pleasure, honestly, and you just want to write stuff. And yes. that, with that being said, you don't have any experience or any knowledge towards the things that you're putting out there because the things that you've read on Wattpad, you're just copying it and putting it in your own work, right? Yes, it, it that's your reference. Yes, I agree with that. So, but at least fix the proper capitalization, <laughs> proper punctuations, know when to put it, know when to stop it. Because like, I've seen, so, I, I remember, it's like a prologue or chapter one. I tried reading it and then I stopped reading it right away when I saw ex- mm-hmm. excessive question marks. <laughs> like, I can read it if, if the you story can hear is... them. Yes. That's the thing. Second you thing. Can... Uh-huh. Second thing that makes me stop. Because I rarely, you know this, I rarely stop reading a story. Uh, if I can finish it, I'd really finish it. One example, uh-huh. though. Oh my gosh, I'm go- I, I just said I'm not going like... to name drop any, any story. <laughs> you have but to. I want... but you crazy. have to. Speaking of punctuations, I yes. I love this. You know how much I love this author and the series, right? I have yes. a lot of uh, reviewers say. I mean, I read a lot of reviews on Goodreads that this author sucks and all that, and I get why they hate her, and and I also get why a lot of people are enjoying her books. And it's coming okay. to production now. Yay! I, I'm really excited towards that. But the thing is, with her, when I reread a lot, like, I binge read her books, it's like, there's a lot of ellipses and hyphens and repetition and all that. And maybe that's why I get, like, where they're coming from when they say that they don't like the book. Maybe it's because of the frustration 
they experience towards the writing style of that particular author uh, but it doesn't when I love this that's the convention part of it but when the plot is really good and well put I'd put it on to consideration and I would I just uh, don't won't mind how much of a mess <laughs> the conventions are but it would still take it i'm not saying that conventions don't matter if your plot is good it's just that you have to main, maintain the balance and you that that's what our drafts and edits are for right yes i agree with that i agree <laughs> also like what's the second thing that you don't like when you are reading it like makes you stop reading oh i like I, what i was saying I wouldn't really stop reading a book and I would finish it. I remember reading, okay, I'm just gonna name drop. And I don't wanna offend anyone who's uh, who have read the story. It's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I've read the first book okay. and I I finished that one. Yes, I finished this. Um, okay, don't judge me, okay? I'm just gonna say something about it. Because I think what you're going to tell me and what you're about to tell me, I would agree. A hundred percent, but I guess. Okay, I started reading the book because a friend of mine suggested it, and she was like, "Oh, Anna Steele is so lucky with Christian Grey." She was saying something like that, like she's uh she's lucky because she has Christian Christian Grey, who's a billionaire and all that. So I started reading the first book, and then. I remember halfway through the story, I wanted to stop it, but I was like, okay, for the sake of our friendship, I'm gonna finish reading this. <laughs> and for the, just so there's no story untold. And mm-hmm. so I finished reading the first book and I was like, okay, it's done. I'm not gonna read the, the next ones. And it's because it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> and it's weird because we are drawn to eroticas, right? Yes, we are. Oh, I, I, okay. I respect it's, writing. So it's, it's a form yeah, of art. Uh, yes, definitely. Plus, with it was like a story. Written... I don't remember reading the first book, but because I watched the movie and then I decided to why not just read the book. So I think I read Fifty Shades Darker instead. Oh. I, I I can I cannot remember, but did you read the whole series? No, I, know. I think oh. I just read the second book. I didn't even watch I, the movie. I skipped the first book. <laughs> the movie was. I mean, if you are if you're gonna blind react to the movie, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it has its own benefits, you know. It's you know what? Because I was watching, <laughs> I was watching this uh, interview with Robert Pattinson, Edward Cullen in Twilight. Twilight. Oh my God! Another name drop. Speaking but, of Twilight. yeah, <laughs> he was saying something about the character. Like, what was it? Like, uh, he said something like he would never do that in real life, right? Like. The, how the characters are acting in the story, he would never do uh-huh. that. Real life. Are we talking about uh, the sensuality of a scenes in writing? No, I'm talking about the characters. Like, okay, characters. 
yes, the characters. You mentioned like Fifty Shades, and there's a lot of also like fantasies that delivers that, and it would sound ridiculous. Like he growled or he purred. <laughs> what does that mean? So you're 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 gonna start to just read the dialogue of that guy's dialogue. In a growling style. <laughs> Why are you growling? You're not an animal. <laughs> that, so that's supposed to be sexy. <laughs> that would make me want to run away in the other direction and never look back. Okay, let's talk about that story. I mean, we are talking about characters, so let's talk about the story wherein I remember we became friends. Uh, it's about <laughs> Miggy. It's Yeah, Miggy, you asshole. Miggy. <laughs> But we are talking about characters. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Some oh. I read the story oh. lipstick lullaby. Oh, yeah. You know what? I searched for it because I forgot the title. I was I was thinking of Accidental Baby, but it was a different it, story. It was because yeah. uh, I forgot Miggy's story. But I love Lipstick lullaby. Yeah, I love the title as well. It's just that I don't like Mickey. Mickey <laughs> can go to hell. I'm yes, and this is about characters. You know, they say I have I have read this before. How they say that a bad plot can be saved by good characters. But then a good story can be ruined by bad characters. Yes. And Most definitely. I remember us talking about it and how the plot was. Like there's there's like uh this girl Saskia and Hazel and Saskia was the main antagonist. Uh-huh. Main uh-huh. leading lady of the story. But yeah. then But then, if you look at it in Hazel's point of view, uh-huh. she is the first woman in Miggy's life. Even though, even though it's let's say it's all business, but then they're together and it's about business as well for business, for for their livelihood or yeah, future together. Do you call that how they match because of their personalities yes and even though <laughs> even though people are saying their relationship is too boring at the end and of the day like, yes at the end yeah. of the day hazel is the first woman miggy had a commitment with yeah and he got saskia pregnant mm-hmm. <laughs> And what? now we're not say we're not saying that the writer of the story is a bad writer. I mean, no, I I'm a, I love RCM. We yeah we oh, are we are. It's just RCM. that what we hated was we were in a group that time, a readers group, and what I hated was how the the other readers were bashing Hazel. Right, mm-hmm. just because Saskia is the main leading main. lady, mm-hmm. one of the the main. If you look at it in like reality in 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 our society or whatever, you'll see it as she 
cheating no matter what you say yeah. no matter no matter how you tell us that Hazel and uh, Miggy's relationship is boring yeah. at the end of the day Miggy has a bad cheated. character yeah he cheated. cheated he's a cheater why would you want a guy who cheats on you who is by the way your fiance and you're about to be wed and then he cheats is? on you and you and, dream of a guy like that and he was hiding I'm not it judging your character well, but you... i am kind of judging your character if you want to <laughs> cheats on you and you would still want to marry and have babies with your you yes. need therapy <laughs> and <laughs> That's like one of my hate uh, one of the characters or yes one of the characters I really hate in a book I read. And what I hate about that is his character decisions. And yep. I mean the story is good it it made us angry it made us question sad it yeah, made sad us love the it Yes. Oh, the antagonist. I would have been it. It's not really an antagonist. Like, oh my gosh, I don't yeah, know what to call her because I. He's a factor. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> they, like people. Yes. Yes. What what people saw was that this is the main character. They are they are supposed to be together. But then they didn't see how bad of a character Miguel is. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they were... What I hate as well is when uh-huh. they were defending him. Wherein if you... If someone does that to your loved one in real life, you wouldn't really justify what he did. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... You know, with Miguel, the thing that confused and have frustrated me with is that he was written to be a very smart guy yes he he is a ceo he runs his own business and but he keeps making clear. stupid decisions yeah like how would you convince me that this is a smart guy if he's stupid in everything else that he does how how and am I one is I remember if he's if you're contradicting the narration of that yes. character, right? Your delivery is confusing and you wouldn't you don't have any proof. Like I have to rely on something to make me love this character, but every page is different and every page is he like he does stupid stuff. So I'm not having that shit. I remember telling you about this uh, second lead character in the story I read wherein I was so in love with her because she's flawed and at the start of the story she's like an antagonist but then she she kind of became a loyal loyal servant to the the main and main protagonist of the story and one of the things that I realized about that is it doesn't matter how flawed a character is as long as you get to show it to the readers why and how did it happen how why is the character like that mm-hmm. and i felt like miguel there was migi 
there's like why is he like this his family is okay he's got mm-hmm. good parents you don't really understand where that yeah, ability is coming from yes thank you for bringing that up I forgot because yeah. I remember talking about that stuff because he has a supportive family yes and he was just putting pressure on himself on it was just him himself. it was just yeah exactly I I mean as people and as person we all have our own stuff to deal with but he have a very solid um, unit to share his thoughts with maybe starting with his girlfriend maybe or not his girlfriend like his mother because yeah what, what was her name Cassie is a very support as well like the family in general are very supportive and why not just share those with your family if you're burdened why can't you just trust someone you have brought up like your your mom your parents have brought you up into this uh, good man but what went wrong and there's no evidence of that right? yes you don't really see where his character is coming from you don't yeah, understand so... it because what I also hate was when like something happened, right? And he was acting like, "Oh, I'm I'm the victim." I'm I remember hating him so much more that time because he he started being toxic. He started out with stupid, and now he ended up being very toxic, toxic and just brainwashing the readers and convincing the readers to have pity on him. Oh, he's, is... a, he's like a sad boy written in a book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm not dissing RCM. I just hate him. He, he's, he's a sad boy and he needs some milk. He needs <laughs> some milk. I still hate him. I still do. I mean, that's like, oh my gosh, one of the characters that I wish I don't make in the future. <laughs> yeah. Just when you're writing characters, make sure you have reasons and those her beliefs or his beliefs, the character's beliefs, wouldn't contradict. Yeah, write a reasonable plot and personality to your characters, I guess, so your readers wouldn't be uh, irritated or annoyed and how like how stupid they can be. I mean. Characters, you have to write plots onto your characters, but yes, you have you to have, have to character yeah, outlines. To... It's not just mm-hmm. story outlines. Like what is character the reason... profile? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is the reason this character made this stupid decision? Why is this character wants to learn how to wield a sword, or why is this character? into magic and all that you have to incorporate his past like a character's past or into their arc yes writing a character into your plot writing a character is also like Mm -hmm. it's like uh forming it's like an art wherein it's like you are a god a god of your story i'm not saying you're god a god of your story wherein you have to create this person, this character from scratch, and you have to put in, like, why is this, uh, the reasons, and you have to justify it in your story and show yes. that 
you have to stick to it. I mean, there are things called character development wherein mm-hmm. there's a point in the character's life wherein I'm a sucker at- for character de- development. It's yes, and also there valuable. are I mean, reasons there are reasons why a character can change, but it's called character development. And mm-hmm. also there if a character's too bad there should be a redemption some writers have this redemption arc right arc, they redeem- yes. yes they redeem this character and oh my gosh Miguel was unredeemable <laughs> he's unsalvageable just throw him into a pit yes, yes. it's, it's like you can't justify it because it's written there and oh what you have to do I guess to change my mind is to write his character from scratch again and I'll just mm. think that it's a different person yeah cause like come on it, it's a bug it's supposed to be great yes plus you don't you just don't want like for example if you're writing down a character uh, the, a factor would also be to consider is that if you're writing how you want the look, right? Yes. Not just how you want the, maybe you want the hair color. Uh, let's say if you're writing a fantasy ballad, maybe uh, if you you want a certain character's hair to be red or blonde, it has to have. It always have to have something with his or her heritage. Yes, I I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, because like just. A fragments of facts and details that you wouldn't directly or literally write in a passage of your story. I mean, you get my meaning. Yes, it's like even it's... if mm-hmm, even if you're not telling your readers that oh his mom is is blonde and all that. Maybe, I I don't know. I can't really phrase it well, but. If you think of that, oh, maybe this his parents are um, blonde. That's why he's blonde, and maybe there's uh, their heritage is part of something greater and is known for their blonde hairs, just like the Lannisters in Game of Thrones, just like that. You get my meaning? There's a a, a symbol that you have to. Uh, in which you can sort that person or that character in so you do, won't get lost if you get my meaning yes I don't know <clears throat> I do I think you get where you're coming from and so before I had because we were we were supposed to have a podcast last night or yeah yesterday but then something happened and so yesterday I asked people to ask us questions and there were two. We have two questions, by the way. Oh, and... thank you for those two questions. <laughs> thank you for the questions. Those two questions, yeah. One is from Ash, and she asked, What do you guys do when you have writer's block? How do you get out of that zone? Would you like to answer that first, Mela? Oh, you have... Okay. Uh... What about you? I, I read. You read? Yeah, because I think... Like, writer's blog I think you know you're out of motivation and that motivation is hindering those ideas flowing out of your head so I always turn back to reading if I have writer's blog because it always prompts me into 
it gets my head going. Yes. I remember before I didn't I I told you about this. Like when I write before, I write more than I read, but now I read more than I write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember how, how how many stories. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because you are learning and that you are also like, like figuring you, out things yeah just like margaret atwood said uh she there's an interview where she uh told people that if you wanted to be a great writer you have to be a reader first is yes. what she said so you have to read your resources and put them to paper if you have new ideas. Okay. Yes. And just to answer Ash's question about writer's block. Yeah, how do you deal with it, by the way? Oh, I I write you? like yes, I read too, but one of the things I do is you know those little steps. I don't post this. I don't post it when I, I sometimes write plot. I when I think of something I want to Maybe I'll I'll write it now, and then I'll just get back to it when I feel like it. And then mm-hmm. this as well, character. I was saying about character outlines, right? Yeah. Sometimes you create a character, and then the character just starts telling his or her story. And you mm-hmm. you also told me about that. Like sometimes it's not just story, and you have a character, and he's the one who who tells. His, ter- his story her story yeah a- and you are like a listener sometimes I remember when I was so into writing I this may make us sound make me sound crazy but then mm-hmm. I talk to my characters in my head or yeah. I sometimes think that maybe it's they're in the, the same room in the, they are in the same room as me like okay it's they're walking there and they're they're telling me this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. Uh-huh. This is what's this is what's going to happen. Things like that. Yeah, because I remember telling you about about writing down characters, right? They're their own people. You're just the medium. Yes. You're just the tool to write how or what they want their stories to be written. It's like Diana uh, Gabaldon. In if you get, have you heard of Outlander? Maybe you have. Yes, I have. Because the thing about it, she's so smart. When when like, you watch her interviews, she sounds like really smart. <laughs> and I'm in awe about how she, uh, like how her process is. That uh, her main character Claire. And she told us in an interview she wrote uh, Claire Beecham to be a very strong protagonist you can you can see in the TV shows or in the books that she is written she is a very strong woman and character that you would admire and when she was writing in the first days of writing Outlander she told um, someone that she didn't know how to write she just like in her head how would Claire say something to 
a scat a six feet scottish man and she was yeah. like my name is claire beecham and who the hell are you you know it just came out of her claire just manifested what she wanted to say into that writer and the writer wrote it in a book and now readers love it get my meaning it's yes. a matter of manifestation and just uh connect your characters to you and envision how and what they want their story to be written so uh that brings us to our second question oh this is tagalog uh yep. said i'm just going to translate this Paano po ba magkaroon ng magandang story? How to have a beautiful story, a good story? Uh, you can't really say it. Like, yeah. when you write, you can't say that, oh, I've written a good story. Oh, this my stories. That would sound too narcissistic. <laughs> even if you've finished your stories already, let's say you have this published, you're a New York Times bestseller and you've already published a lot of books. There will always be people who would not like your book and would say in your final draft you probably would say um, okay this is perfect we're going to publish it now and print it and produce it to the people and let them buy it and to your surprise people would still give you a one star review or hate on your review and think that your story is a bad story because not But, everyone is going to appreciate it and love it Mm-hmm. Because and, but we have... the thing is with yeah with the process although if you're talking about the elements of a story you have to have a solid plot yes like what we were saying here earlier mm-hmm. with sometimes a good story can be ruined by characters bad characters yep. and bad uh sometimes a bad story can be saved by good characters and so I think you have to find a balance between those two like yeah. you have to have those, like those a, a well are... well written character or like well outlined character and you have to justify the character and so the story like what we said the character can just tell his or her story oh, and yeah and avoid cliche Yes, as much as possible. As much as possible. Avoid writing cliches. I remember my teacher, the teacher that I was talking about. Yes. In writing class, she oh she'd always remind us that you guys you guys should avoid cliches and all that. By means of cliches, everything, plot <laughs> wise, phrases wise, because I remember writing, uh, uh. A sentence and I don't know what to put in so I just because this guy is mad so I wrote down his eyes um, turn green like his stare turned green and green means like I, I would say maybe turned red or green fury that like the color would um, symbolize wrath anger yes. fear green or whatsoever right and she wrote on my like she commented on my work and she was like okay this is cliche what I tried my best to I tried my best 
to spice it up a bit, but this is still cliche. But hey, those that's that's the downside of it when you know when you're working with the rules and stuff like that. Maybe you'd get discouraged. You'd always get discouraged. Yeah, ex- expect that. You know, but you have to learn. It's not like these it, are weakness that needs improving. And about learning, about learning. I remember that I've written stories like when I was younger and then okay so I posted it I published it and uh, I didn't read it and after maybe a few years when I go back and start reading it sometimes you see the mistakes in your own works because like when you wrote it you don't see it right away and then I go back and then I went back the story of mine and I I said something like, oh my god, this is grooming. <laughs> and I, I hate at that. You, at least you tolerate those mistakes. I, I cringe. I can't, maybe I won't even stand like how I no. wrote a certain like why why did i wrote such a thing no i was like i i i want to delete it but then i don't know why why people even loved it <laughs> See, that's the be- that's the beauty there's gonna be people who would hate and love your story yes and balance and i understand now why a lot of writers who've written their stories and what bad and then are now published writers when they first wrote their story and they're telling people that they changed things i used to not understand why you why they would do that and i know that they have editors and all that but then when i okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I, cause I had to go back to those stories because those stories are I got an offer to those stories, and then I have to go back and revise it and write it. Oh what? No, shh. shh. <laughs> Let's not jinx things. You didn't. No, because you didn't. You haven't updated me yet. I am. I have. You have to revise it and like. You know what I want to do? You have to edit it, right? And so, mm-hmm. if if you're going to edit it, you're going to read it. So, I am reading my stories again. And what makes me... want What I want to do with those stories like, revise the whole thing and write it again. Oh, you tortured yourself. Yes, because... And, and I like I said, I used to never understand why writers would do that to their story. Like... This is what the people loves. This is what they read. This is what this is the reason why it garnered that that amount of reads. And you're gonna change that. And and one of the reasons I understand is that of course, so they can read something new and that they can differentiate the Wattpad version to the published version. But I also realize and that it's because of the characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and this. And the standard that comes with it. Yes, and how I used to see things. Like, maybe when I was 17, I thought that it was okay. But then, now that I'm... I'm I'm not going to mention my age. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm in my 20s... I always... <laughs> you're in your 20s. I'm in my 20s. Late 20s? No. No, not late 20s. No. <laughs> No, not late twenties. 
now that I'm in my 20s, I realize things that I think I would like I would tell myself that is wrong if I was like if I'm talking to you the younger me I would be scolding myself like what are you writing it's grooming it's that that character is too toxic and uh-huh. it's too manipulative those things and I was only realizing that now maybe you know you haven't realized it you said that a lot of uh, people loved your book even if it's toxic even if the characters are toxic right yeah is that we're only the thing is that we're only human and based on our uh let's say personal experiences and all that we we like what we read because it mirrors our experiences and maybe that's the reason why certain yes. people love it and they uh, are addicted to toxicity now i'm not i'm not judging you if, if you're into that or maybe it's therapy for you you know it is ter- you have your you have your reasons into liking a book and as a reader we what you say um we respect your own preference and we respect the books that you read it's just that you know what are uh, the reasons i don't want to don't do? this just don't this what other people loves yes you know you don't disrespect even if, if you're if you're into thrillers and good for you if if your friend is into eroticas and romance and stuff like that it's good for them yeah just respect each other's preferences but it also made me realize something that i grew not just as a writer but as a person as well because i used to never see that what the character was doing or that this character is toxic but i i can see it now you know it also is kind of a learning thing for me and that and that when i go back to this story i can see how far i've come from those like with the conventions and the pacing it makes me i understand why people don't like there's this what bad version they say and what bad version is like the unedited one and i remember that i didn't i don't want to touch that because i just want to see how how far i've grown as a writer and that yeah. even though i am annoyed with with some of the things that i am seeing that there i i have the power to edit it now and revise it to make it better yeah just uh, keep or preserve the thing that like where you started right just a yes. reminder when you forget when you forget and uh, yes. how far you've come and also one one of the things why i don't want to delete the unedited version is it it reminds me of of the young me like I always tell you that writing is also a meraki, right? A horcru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wherein you put a part of yourself into these characters, into these uh, situations. And it makes you it makes you think that, oh, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, 
this is a thing that I would do. And now that I'm older, I don't think I am this. But then, you just learn something from those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, definitely. Um, maybe you're not growing backwards and you're learning uh, experiences along the way and putting it in your craft, which is a good thing. Yes. Oh, and it's been... <clears throat> It's been over, like, it's almost an hour. So, well, I, I, yeah, before we end this podcast... I, I'm, I, I'm enjoying this. You are? You should join oh. the next ones. Well, hopefully my schedule... Yes. Uh, admits to it. <laughs> submits yeah. to it, why not? Okay, before we end this podcast, is there anything else you want to say or share? Would you like to share something about your podcast? It's it's uh, out there in Spotify and Apple it's Podcasts. It's out there and it's covered by Cobwebs. If you guys want to listen to it, just search on Melancholy on Podcast. Or in, it's on Spotify and it's on Anchor. So yeah, if you guys are interested in listening to me rant about uh, COVID before and about some environmental issues because I'm really into those stuff. And maybe you might want to listen to me rant about those <laughs> and share your ideas. I don't know. But it's been a pleasure um, participating here and talking to you. Honestly, this is the second time that we've engaged in calls. All right. This is the, the first time. That- it's really funny because you called me and I think you were in school and you no, were in a. I- what? What? Where were you? You were. You sounded like you were in the bathroom. No, comf- I. What? I just got off from school and I was in the lobby. And you were like, "Hi, it's Ate." There. Hi, Ate. And then someone there. called you, and then you had to. I was, I was in the elevator and I was running. The it was just a simple hi and hello. And you hung up on me. Oh yeah, because I didn't want to. I, I was shy to talk then. It was oh. joy to talk then. I've known you for like how many years now. Yeah, we've been, Shut we've up. been. No, I'm it's not. I was nervous. Okay, I was nervous before this podcast. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> I was telling Melody that I am nervous Why? because it's you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not nervous now. See? Okay. Yeah, we have been friends for what? Almost four years now. Five. Almost five almost months. Five. Almost five. Almost five. Yeah. And you are like this, this one like, of those. Still the second time. Yeah. <laughs> that we've engaged into audible conversations. But you're one of those people I don't have to always talk to every day. But when I do talk to you, it doesn't feel like I haven't talked to you for weeks. I remember it was there was a time wherein we haven't talked for months. Yeah. You know. And and I thought I thought that. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. About maybe I oh I have a doctor in in a while. Maybe she doesn't want to talk anymore, and maybe she, her interest in reading and writing have changed. And then so I, I just, like, how are yeah. you? What are you reading? <laughs> I'm <still> no reading. <laughs> no proper no proper hi hello how are you? Not just drop the uh, formality and how the fuck are you? <laughs> What hey, have you I'm been reading, up to? Yeah. Hey, I'm reading this this stuff. How about you? Any any read? So that's the power of 
yes it connects people together even if your interest outside books and writing is different you have yeah. that uh, string that attaches you with each other even connected in a way that we share the same love for stories and mm-hmm. storytelling and we treat it as an art and I'm yeah, glad it's, that it's very sacred to us and yes I'm glad that you're there and I can just like hey I'm I'm right I'm reading this book this is bullshit <laughs> the character yeah, is this the character is that I'm gonna fucking punch the whatever <laughs> I'm I just don't want to fill this podcast. I with know, I, can, I understand. Yes. Oh, really? Bummer. You should just stop reading that. And also, if you guys are suffering a book, but you want to, um, if you're reading a book but you don't like it, a word of a word of advice, maybe just drop and not finish that book because there's a lot of stories out there that needs to be reading and you're certainly we have this quote to we have this quote too many yeah. books but, too little but, time yeah <laughs> and you know if you're if you're suffering from that book and you just don't want don't to get waste into it your time. yeah just stop although i i don't uh, let's <laughs> Yeah, I don't. If it's if it gets too much, like DNFing books. But I've read this thing, uh, five hundred page book, a fantasy book, and the characters are stupid. I don't know why I put myself into reading the whole thing. It it was like big mistake. I wish I didn't just finish it. I was seventy percent in the whole thing, and I contemplate on not finishing it, but I ended up finishing it and. Now I was I was frustrated and One I think I remember regret. telling yeah telling you about it and I was like I wish I just didn't finish that book because it was stupid and yeah I took a belief of faith into finishing it but nothing good came out of it so yeah just read if you don't like the book you're currently reading move on to the next. Yes, I I agree on you on that one and so that ends our podcast here that is the podcast thank you for thank you me. thank you for Ooh. guesting well guesting thank you for guesting. sharing sharing your opinions you sharing stories me into sharing opinions that aren't really credible but i hope you take it into heart <laughs> oh, i i said i told people i mean to those who are listening i said that we are not pros and we are just sharing things out there like yeah, the love for for writing storytelling yeah. because we like i said we treat it as an art for that thank you and have a good time gracias bye bye nice talking to you <laughs>